What a fun episode this was. It's definitely the first time I have interviewed someone on LTC Heroes on a cruise ship. But what else was interesting is I enjoy talking about startup culture, leadership, the ups and downs of creating a company that is now venture-backed. I also like talking to people who think differently. That's exactly what this conversation was with the founders of IntelliCare. They invited me on a cruise to celebrate Nurses Week, and I interviewed a whole bunch of their nurses and their staffing agency. But more importantly, I interviewed them about how they made IntelliCare the company and organization and culture that it is today. My chat with the CEO, David Coppins, and the founder, Chris Caulfield, I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. This episode was brought to you by Experience.Care the long-term care EHR backed by guarantees. Visit experience.care forward slash guarantee to get your free profitability consultation today. Hello, welcome to LTC Heroes. My name is Peter Murphy-Lewis, I'm your host. Today, I'm excited to be talking to David Coppins and Chris Caulfield. They are the co-founders of IntelliCare, but I'm more excited because they're the reasons that I am talking to them right now on a cruise. Gentlemen, welcome to LTC Heroes. Thank you. Thanks for having us. So before we start talking about IntelliCare and we talk about what's coming up and your role, David, why don't you tell me why we're on a cruise together in stateroom 3559? <laughs> Nurses Week, uh, I think, has traditionally been not celebrated, I think, in the way that I think believe nurses deserve. So we decided this year to just kind of blow it all out and say, let's just invite 500 of our closest nurse friends and go on a big cruise and kind of really provide more of a proper celebration. And I'm interested in knowing from your perspective, you're a nurse, Chris, right? Yes. When you heard the idea, or unless it was your idea, what did you think? 500, maybe potentially 1,000 nurses all on one deck dancing? Was there any fear, any concern? No, I thought it was amazing. Nurses don't really get the opportunity to do much and get celebrated that much, particularly at nursing homes. You know, we're given kind of, you know, typically a box of ramen noodles and said, here it is, celebrate. You know, it's... Like cold pizza. Come on, that's more more like... (laughs) (laughs) But when I heard that we were taking our nurses on a cruise, I just thought it was an amazing celebration that most CNAs and nurses don't have the opportunity to actually experience. So it was wonderful. So there are some people listening to this podcast who are going to think that we're making jokes about bad pizza parties. Someone who I interviewed three hours ago that's on this cruise that is an IP, an IntelliCare pro, told me that two years ago they were given room temperature, Mountain Dew, and a lollipop. Wow. <laughs> so that I always thought that the pizza thing was kind of a joke. Not the case. Right. And most facilities aren't operating with huge budgets. So, of course, they're not going to take them on a cruise. But they definitely need more celebration and more recognition of what they really bring to the business, really bring to healthcare. So for those in the audience who don't know what IntelliCare is, either you're not in their state or they haven't heard you, would one of you introduce what you do, why you're important to long-term care, and why an executive who's listening to this would be interested in you all opening up in their state? Sure. So we have developed a digital staffing platform where we've brought together tens of thousands of nurses and nurse assistants and a couple thousand nursing homes, skilled nursing facility, assisted living facility, all types of long-term care facilities, about a couple thousand of those. And we do matching. Um, we, we match for temporary staffing. So our nurses can go into the app and find 
everything from a single shift to a month-long assignment. And our client facilities can just say, I need this specific type of nurse with these skill sets. And they can enter it in the system and then usually in a very short period of time can have that shift filled. It's been kind of remarkable how successful it's been. We are the largest now in the country. We're operating in 30 states. So I'm going to go into the founder story, but I always find that the best interviews I do is when I'm a little bit vulnerable. I prejudged you all and thought you guys were just a bunch of people who found an idea and got VC money and no one had any relationship to long-term care. And then I read your story and it's really amazing. Chris, tell me how the three of you all met and then how you all came out to solve a problem because this is not about money. I can tell that there's a story truly behind this because I've met your community and your community's passionate about it and I can tell they're backed by people that are unique like yourself. Yeah, absolutely. It was, you know, 2014-15, I was a nurse in long-term care, struggling. Uh, I was actually a union representative with my nurses and we were struggling with turnover, burnout, and mandatory overtime. So it was almost like a fight between some of the nurses, between who's going to stay for the next shift because the other nurse isn't coming or they're short on the schedule. So we're, we're really trying to figure out the solution for that within our own facility. When our, me and my other co-founder, he's not here today, Ike Na, he was actually the director of IT for the long-term care center we were working at. We're trying to figure out a solution, looking at technology out there, looking at staffing agencies, and none of them were really meeting the demand or the what we really needed. And we got together, we said, what can we do to solve this? And we started building a technology based around the on-demand system out there. How do you really provide a solution that really benefits the nurse, kind of nurse first? And ultimately, if you benefit the nurse and their schedule, you benefit the facility and the patients. So we got together, started building it as a MVP product, got together a bunch of nurses in our local area, and we started selling our service to the local facilities in our immediate area. And then we brought on David as our first advisor. David was very well respected in the business community and has built up big technology companies in the past. And he heard the story and he was very interested in helping and had his own experience in, in the long-term care with his family situation. So that was really the beginning of the story. And since then, we've brought on a bunch of great people to really build this vision out. And the nurses have come and the facilities have joined up as well. What did the product first look like when you looked at it, David? <laughs> As Chris said, I'm from a various technology company. It was pretty clunky, but that didn't matter to me because I knew that I knew that we could kind of figure this out. What got me more excited, in fact, when Ike and Chris first shared the idea, I couldn't sleep that night. And what's crazy, I always sleep. I sleep just fine. But that night, I couldn't sleep. I kept buzzing around with the potential that we could actually build something that was so meaningful for nurses and yet solved something for these facilities that nobody's ever been able to solve today. And I remember Chris just telling us how the biggest issue they kept having was the fact that nurses would get mandated or to stay, to do a double shift. They've already worked hard for eight hours and then turns out somebody couldn't come in and they somebody would be required to stay. And that's largely what kind of drove you to be the union rep, if I remember correctly, right? Absolutely, yeah. Um, and yet I remember you also saying that if we can bring the solution to these facilities, that their own staff would actually not burn out at the same rate. Like, well, this would be a huge solution for them because even at the last minute, even just a few hours before shift start time, I can get you a nurse. We can get you a nurse. And that's never been happened before. So it relieves the pressure on the existing staff. I've got a question. You mentioned clunky. I'm always interested in kind of favorite failures. What are some things that maybe three years ago or five years ago or a year ago, you're like, 
oh man, this could be critical. I don't know if we're going to get it over, get out of this valley. And you look back and like, oh, we're in a different valley today. I got thicker skin. I learned something from that. I'm glad that we improved. Some solution that you tried to solve and you didn't know if you were going to actually get there. I'll say one thing, and this might spark uh, some other ideas, but we didn't get payroll correct when we first started. And when you think about nurses working and working per diem, it's all about getting paid. They got to get paid. So I remember every Friday for many months, unfortunately, there would be a long line of nurses and CNEs coming to the office because their payroll wasn't right or it didn't show up or something was wrong. And that was a big deal that was truly clunky that we kind of messed up. Any other initial thoughts? I remember things like how we had just when people would all of the shifts in the system are dynamically priced through artificial intelligence. And it even was in the earlier days as well. But we let a nurse drop a shift and then they could just comb through and find one at a higher price. So drop the one they were on and go for the one at the higher pay rate. And that just caused all sorts of problems at the facility. But we finally got that reconciled. So they yeah. couldn't do that anymore. I remember when we were first starting out, You know, I think we were using a server in our CTO's basement. It was one little server and we were kind of running it lean, you know, without funding. And at that time, you know, we would have the app crash for various reasons. And all of a sudden we would get 100, 200 phone calls at the same time. And I think at that time it was me and maybe two others kind of running our call center. So it was just an overload and saying, you know, how can we support this? Being such a young company, not really having the resources and technology really to support our growth at that point. We had a product that was very, very basic, but what it really solved for attracted nurses and it brought all their friends. It really kind of grew organically very, very quickly. So I think that having such a fast growth and not really having the technology and resources behind you when you first started. I think that was a little bit scary, but after we got things back and going, it was very comforting and we continued to grow. In terms of perfect fit, like what is a facility size, pain points, struggles? What does that facility look like in terms of being a happy customer of yours and you giving them a solution that they didn't know how to solve three years ago? Uh, that's a great question. And, and in that question, there's some advice even we have for facilities. I tell you, we have the whole spectrum. We have some clients that we end up staffing 50% of their building and they're in trouble. I mean, there's a reason that they need that many people. And so they're trying to sort out their own existence, really. But we're there. We're certainly there to support them. And then on the other end of the spectrum, you have some that just want to use us for holidays. And that's perfectly fine. The great thing about our platform is that each shift that goes into the system is kind of applied democratically. So if you're working with a traditional agency and you want coverage only for holidays, you're not going to get it because they have their own group of nurses and they've committed them to their long-term bigger clients, you know, the ones that they're going to be really with. For us, if you're just using us for holidays, it shows up right next to the ones with the long-term clients that we have. I think the ideal scenario, though, is to plan for about a 10% flex staff in your workforce. So if rather than kind of fight against this idea that you have to use temporary staffing sometimes and that you expect that you'll be able to eliminate it, it's probably a smarter method to, for the welfare of your own full-time workforce to just make temporary staffing part of a smart workforce strategy. 
And if you do that and you partner with a company like ours, then you can plan for things better. You can make sure that you've reduced the burnout and and whatnot kind of expected from the regular staff. Use us for the hard shifts. And that's where we can really bring more value. Chris, I know from briefly talking with you yesterday when you were helping me recruit some CNAs and nurses to join me on the live stream this morning, that you're fascinated by data. And I know that IntelliCare must stand out as a differentiator for its data because I met you at HIMSS, right? That's where I met your team of IntelliCare was at HIMSS this year in Orlando. What is the piece of data that when you're opening, expanding a new state or a new region, that you share this data, I can help you with this, or this is where this product is going, that facility owners are like, whoa, they're impressed. I believe in our new markets, it's really being able to show that we're coming in as a new player in the market. There's other staffing agencies that have, a, I guess, a deeper relationship already with their clients than us. But what we're really doing is showing that the speed of growth for our nurses and how much they're engaged with us is very strong. And, you know, you look at what we hear stories of is some staffing agencies out there that we're competing with, the amount of no call, no shows and call outs that they're having with their current existing service providers is is relatively strong. And it really has a negative benefit rather than a positive benefit to their facility. So what we're really doing is we're building the ground base from a quality perspective, really digging down and finding those nurses that really fit into this model, that really want to have a work-life balance that really supports their family. So we're getting these nurses on. We're really holding their hands of, of both the nurse and the facility, and we're showing our no-call show rate, our call-off rate is extremely low compared to the competition, even when we're going into this new market and new facility just to start. And I think that's very unique compared to a lot of the other competition from what we hear from our partners. It's a really good quality workforce, joint commission certified, so we're, we're really following these practices of quality control that really aren't prevalent throughout the industry. David, yesterday at the first reception, I was talking to Brian from events and he was telling me that the things that you all are testing to help people get to the job, you're putting transportation, you're branding it. In terms of what's coming out in 2022, what are you excited about, either from the product level or from the quality level or for the service level for your end client, for your facility? Well, as Chris pointed out, quality is extremely important for us. So one of the things that we just announced and just barely launched is we are calling it IntelliEDU, which is really the brainchild of Chris's a couple of years back and been putting a lot of time and effort behind it. And it just got launched. Uh, we, we hired our first director of education, who used to be the dean of nursing school at a major university. And so we're pleased to have her there. And, and effectively now we have a suite of courses that we make available to our IntelliPros. And they're all nationally accredited, so they get their continuing education units as well. But what it does do is it kind of elevates, specifically in the long-term care environment, their own skill set. So there's several things that are unique, perhaps, to that environment and that we've really designed the education around that. Uh, Did you want to add anything about that? I got one other thing that I'll mention, but... 
Yeah, we're building education that really isn't existent in the market. You know, particularly we're working with facilities out there that, you know, why our product really works well is they don't have a gigantic scheduling force, a management force to really work out the logistics of the internal and external workforce. So, you know, what we found is that we can build a scheduler training that we can help our IntelliPros work to become schedulers if that's what they would like to do. So developing this operational characteristic that this course is not really existing out there in the market. We can develop it. We can help the facilities. We can help upskill our IntelliPros. That's one of the courses out there, you know, amongst others. But there is uh, some cool courses and certificates like MDS nursing. So MDS nursing is really how facilities are able to get paid by Medicare, Medicaid, and private insurance. It's minimum data set that you're using really to reimburse. So if a facility is short on MDS nursing, they really can't get reimbursed at all. So our nurses, if they're going through, they've been working for a nurse for a while and they're looking to get off the unit and experience a different flavor of nursing, this certificate program will allow them really to upskill, to really work in an administrative role and provide an extreme value to facilities. So I think that the variety of courses and certificate programs that we're offering is particularly and specific targeted toward long-term care and the courses that just aren't out there. You know, mentioning the MDS nurses and whenever I do polls, whether it be on LinkedIn or through email or whatever, PDPM reimbursement, PDPM maximizer, the critical role of the MDS nurse is if it's staffing, 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 right after that is MDS nurse and yeah. PDPM. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, it's such a need. Facilities are very much in need of it. And I think that we can significantly increase that workforce relatively quickly with our ANCC certification. There was one other thing I wanted to mention, and we're super excited about this, and we'll make this the official announcement, product announcement on your podcast, that IntelliCare is coming out with the ability for clients to create and manage their own pool of per diem nurses and nurse assistants, but using our platform. So we've never shared our platform before with anyone else. Good news is it's road tested. It's, we've now done over 15 million hours on this platform. But what we've found is that our clients, as much as we're helping them in critical times this week, next week, the week after, we haven't really helped them solve their overall staffing issues. And we believe that we can do that. If you start with the assumption that there is about 30% of the nursing workforce prefers to work in a flexible schedule, then the facilities really have almost no way to tap into that 30%. That 30% has been left to guys like us and agencies, and yet they need to be able to tap into that 30%. So let's just say that if you can give them the potential, like give them the tool to say, I can offer, I can build my own little pool of people that want flexible scheduling, and yet that'll add to the, vari to the number of hours. And we can give them an app to, for their own workforce. We can give them the scheduling platform for that workforce and the way to kind of credential and engage. And it's really a tremendous way to kind of overcome that, call it that last 20% of staffing that they, of their own staff that they've not been able to kind of capture and have had to use temporary staffing. I'm interested in kind of the 
where because you guys are going through amazing growth not just in the last 12 months but you guys are in the last three years are growing really quickly i'm interested where does your personality make you dig in your heels and say slow down slow down slow down and where are the other things like i'm not going to dig in my heels but i feel really uncomfortable and i'm going on a cruise and i don't know if it's ready because <laughs> i've talked to your event team and there might be like another 200 events left in the year so where do you drag your heels i'll start with you david I want to pause real briefly just to thank you for listening to LTC Heroes. I want to tell you what we've been doing in the last couple months. I was honored to be invited to a couple different conventions with the platform LTC Heroes, one of those being Georgia Healthcare Association, Missouri Healthcare Association, and also HIMSS 22. And what we've been doing there, we've been interviewing executives like yourselves about the tools and success that they have had in their organizations and trying to build those out into tools that would be helpful for the entire industry. So I would encourage you to go over to ltcheroes.com forward slash community. Join our private community where we are building these conversations out into tools that everyone else can use. If you go to a local convention in your state or at the national level that you think OTC Heroes could collaborate with and highlight what you all are doing, please reach out to me at peter at LTC Heroes. Once again, thanks for listening, participating, and join us in the community. Boy, I think I'm usually the one telling everybody to go faster. I'm not sure that that I'm saying we need to slow down. Do you think so, Chris? Am I the guy? I think that there's so much that we want to be able to do, both for our nurses and for our clients. And there's so much potential to try to finally both solve the real hardcore staffing issue for clients. And there's so much potential to kind of let our nurses work in a way that they want to be able to work. I want to double the size of our team and go twice as fast. So I don't think I'm the right guy to be asking about that. Yeah, I think I think we're always interested in expanding our product and expanding to more facilities. But I think when we think about slow down, it's just looking at the very basics and the clinical quality perspective and professional quality of our workforce. You can hire really fast and deliver staff that isn't up to the highest level. But we believe truly that really need to mentor and to grow our workforce and make sure they're really of top caliber. You know, there has been out in the industry staff nurses and nurses at facilities that sometimes think that agency nurses on a whole are not as at the level of quality and performance of the in-house staff. And we think that's completely, you know, not necessarily true. But what it is, is sometimes you'll have agency nurses out there that would hop from an agency to an agency to an agency, and they're really delivering a little bit lower of quality. And that's really known throughout the industry. What we really hold ourselves, pride ourselves with is, is really digging down deep and monitoring the performance of our IntelliPros and growing our clinical team to the top tier level of performance and making sure that we're delivering the, the top quality product. I'll give two anecdotal situations that neither one of you know 100% of. I interviewed two of your IntelliPros earlier, and one of them specifically said, Jesse, and he said, whenever I go into a facility and I know it's going to be for only one day, I try in my eight-hour shift or my 12-hour shift to, one, make them want to hire me, and two, make them think that agencies work harder than anybody else. Absolutely. And I thought that was a, a beautiful story. And, that you know, I interviewed Crystal earlier this morning. She said, there's no way I could be a stay-at-home mom. I have an 8-year-old and a 10-year-old. And if it weren't for agency, I wouldn't be able to be an RN and take care of people and at the same time be at a baseball game on Tuesday with my kids. And 
Thursday morning, maybe be at spelling bee, spelling bee con- concourse, or contest and I can still take care of the seniors. So I thought that was unique because there's a lot of antagonism. You know, in the last year, people have been talking bad about agency. I'm sure you guys hear it when you go into a room. People are like, oh, we have to do this. And no, 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 we don't want this to be a have to. We want this to be different. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly that. I mean, I think it's brilliant. So that was what I was talking about, that the people that need or want a flexible schedule, just like those two people you mentioned, they can't manage their life in a rigid schedule. They need to have that flexibility. But with once they have that flexibility, then they can actually work. Right now, there's no tech. There's no nothing that a facility can use to help them attract that worker because they don't have the ability to kind of back and forth on a flexible basis. That's what we're going to be trying to bring to market here soon. Yeah, I'm interested. It doesn't have to get into your personal politics, but I'm interested in where you follow debate, um, you know, because the staffing crisis is not going to be solved only by IntelliCare. This has to be, this is a bigger issue, right? There's either a reimbursement issue. And where do you see long-term care three years from now, five years from now? Do you have any optimism? Because over and over, I talk to executives and people have a half glass, uh, half glass empty. Yeah. No, they, and I can see why. Certainly, you keep hearing the statistics about how so many facilities are kind of on the brink of closing or bankruptcy, both. The truth is, is, there's always going to need be a need for facility-based long-term care. There's so much pie-in-the-sky discussion about, oh, well, everybody will just go move to the home. You know, guys, that's not going to happen for a large percentage of the people that are already in the facility. Maybe 10 or 15%, 20% eventually, if there's enough, enough monitoring and enough people for that effort, you might be able to get that. But for the vast majority, you're still going to need the facility-based care. Okay, so take that as a given. Second thing, also take as a notion that through this pandemic, the costs for these facilities have gone up substantially and they're not coming back down. And that's the thing that CMS and the state regulators need to understand. And it's not like they could just control costs better. They've done a remarkably great job at controlling costs already. But the but a CNA who used to work for 13 or 14 bucks an hour, they're not working for, at that wage anymore. They're just not. So you can go to target and work for 18 minimum, or in some cases, all the way up to 22, I've heard. So there is not those costs, as particularly labor costs, have made a permanent increase. So I'd say that the current administration, unfortunately, doesn't seem to kind of capture that. And yet you would think in a democratic administration, they'd be more aware and open to the need. But I think there's enough groups here that need to get together and truly make sure that the data is clear and obvious. And rather than using the scare tactics of all the the bankruptcies that are about to happen, let's just lay out the books and show them. I want to ask you, this might seem like a weird question for a podcast about long-term care, but it's my personal interest. I'm interested in how you all run your business, how you separate your roles, what your meetings look like, how you guys have scaled and how things have changed. I know from your teammate, a lot of people still want to go to the office. A lot of your team goes to the office three to four days a week. That's not common. So tell me a little bit about your either your the word is not strategy or a lot of your mentality, David, or what books have influenced you. How do you run the team? And then I'll ask you how you run your team as well, Chris. Sure. So the advice I got early on was hire people that are smarter than you and give them a help them capture a clear vision, right? This is where I think perhaps some of the differences 
if we can all kind of get to the real vision and we can all see it together, if you could really capture it together, then you can kind of just let them go because they're all pros in their own area. Uh, these people know a lot more about product development. These people know a lot more about marketing. These people know a lot more about finance than I do. But what my job is to help them see where we want to go. And then we all kind of collectively use our expertise to figure out how to get there. And then we just all execute. But this but allows all of these experts and all of their own field to, to really use their own creativity and use their own energy to figure out how to get their part of the puzzle put together. And that's worked extremely well for us. We have a fun office. I think that's probably why we haven't mandated people to come into the office. We just let them choose. And as it turns out, most people are in the office. Chris, how's your style? You're definitely on the growth side. You're building teams. Uh, You might be building a team of 25 tomorrow in a new state. What does your leadership style look like? Yeah, I think I'm more of a team member, you know, than a leader. We have a lot of great leaders in the company, but it's really, I think throughout the company, it's really a a fail fast mentality, meaning that we give our employees and our teams the ability really to just go out and try something. You know, it's not you're not going to get in trouble or lose your job if you're going out there and trying something to make a benefit to our organization. So I think that's really enlisted in the whole company and all of the groups is really to go out there and just go for it, try it. We're not dealing directly with with patients in the office. We don't have patients' lives at risk when we're in the corporate office. So if you're going to try a new campaign to help out our nurses or to help out staffing or to help anything throughout the organization, we give the real freedom and flexibility, you know, for all of our team members to go out there and try. I mean, if you failed, we're just going to get back up and we're going to try something else. Gentlemen, I've enjoyed talking to you. I've enjoyed meeting your community. You know, I've had a lot of people say some amazing things without even knowing you all. I had someone today going up the elevator. I've been wearing all of my IntelliCare swag and my hat. And so they either come and complain to me about that they couldn't find the booth. I'm like, we're on a boat. It's hard to find anything. Like, I can't find my five-year-old. But the best one I heard so far is I heard a lady say to me, she said, you know what? I had never met the IntelliCare executives. I thought they were going to be really snooty and they're not at all. And I turned to her, I said, you realize the person who was carrying around the clipboard that you signed up to be on the podcast with me was one of the founders of the company? She goes, no, I had no idea. We're a very, and it sounds funny to kind of even state it this way, but we're a pretty low ego organization. I mean, what we care about is we care about our nurses and we care about our clients and we we're trying to find the best way to make that make that all work together. They, we call it carry forward care. So one of the things is we want to provide care to the people that are providing care. Does that make sense? You know, like to us, that's what matters. If we can care for them, then they can care for the patients. They can be they can be at their best. You know, I might be getting this wrong, so please correct me if you know the answer. I'm pretty sure it's Zapdos, who also says that they care about their employees, their employee focus. And I think IntelliCare is the first time I've heard it, that it's nurse-centric before anyone else, and that will trickle down and have the same effect on care. I believe it will. Yeah. Gentlemen, thank you for joining me on LTC Heroes. It was a pleasure to meet you on the cruise. We won't be any slimmer when we get off this boat, (laughs) but I'm really happy to meet your community. Thank you so much for having us. Thanks so much for having us. Visit ltcheroes.com to join our Facebook group for nurses and our exclusive LinkedIn group for LTC owners. Visit ltcheroes.com for your exclusive access today. This episode was brought to you by Experience.Care, the long-term care EHR backed by guarantees. 
Visit experience.care forward slash guarantee to get your free profitability consultation today.